0: On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview Sharkpreneurs, who share straight talk on what it takes to
1: explode your business.
2: Welcome to the Sharkpreneur podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me is the inventor of the infomercial and one of the original sharks on Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us as always. Pleasure to be here, Seth. Great, Great to see you. Uh, Likewise, and today our very special guest is Dr. Ben Adkins. Dr. Ben is the founder of of Fearless Social, which started when he graduated from the Logan College of Chiropractic and opened a practice in the small town of Poplar Bluff. He didn't know many people in that town, as we're going to hear, so he had to turn to cutting-edge digital direct response marketing and Facebook to generate new patients. Not only did his practice take off, but it spun off a separate company I'm um, called Fearless Social that is on the forefront of all things digital direct response, which I know Kevin loves. Dr. Ben, thank you so much for joining us.
0: It's so good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's exciting.
1: <laughs> hey, Dr. Ben, you know, we were just talking before the show. It's Poplar Bluff. I was just there. It's amazing, beautiful little town actually. Uh, spoke at an event there with First Midwest Bank and um, you know, that, that is the art of the deal. When somebody like you can utilize digital this, I mean, this is how you did it because you know, it's there, you don't have any big NBC stations and, no. you know, like there's no big broadcast arenas to, to go on there. So but tell me how you, what was the first step for you when you started?
0: Well, I tell you, I, I got, uh, I, I, it started with a mistake, which I feel like that's we're, we're so all used to that, right? We're going hard and then we make some critical, critical error. I uh, had, you know, taking out a loan to start this practice. I was working with another doctor and I was like, you know, it's time to go out on my own. I, I'm loving this. And I built in, you know, enough to run the practice for so long and, and had done a pretty good job with everything. And then I got going and I had sort of miscalculated the marketing costs, you know? So it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm open. And the first week, my accountant was like the only person that showed up and I don't feel like that even counts. Uh, so I had one person for the first week and I was like, all right, we're going to have to kick this up a notch. And at the time, uh, you know, Facebook was was there. And I was like, okay, well, this seems to be connecting a lot of people. And so we started, you know, doing some stuff on Facebook. And I think we probably did everything you could possibly do wrong on <laughs> Facebook. Uh, but we were doing everything wrong really quickly. Yeah. So uh, before long, we, we got going with it. And, you know, you start finding a groove. And I, I think it was probably about – six months in, that I would, I started noticing something odd happening. People would come into the office and, you know, we had a little thing on the sheet that we would ask, you know, how'd you find out at the office? And uh, they would write the name of the person that had referred them in. And these weren't patients. These weren't even people that I knew. And I started connecting the dots. These were people that were following us on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, so we became I for a very long time uh, in Poplar Bluff. I was uh, the Facebook doctor, which I don't know if that's good or bad, uh, <laughs> but but you know, for a guy that had come uh, out of nowhere in that town, you know, a very tight knit group of people, and within I would say probably six months to a year, we had a practice that was equal to people that had been practicing twenty years. So we were very fortunate uh, that we had uh, you know Facebook and some other interesting marketing channels that were at our disposal that didn't cost a
2: whole lot. Fantastic. Great. Dr. Ben, you're constantly innovating in the world of Facebook. So how did that start? How did Fearless Social start? And then how do you stay on top of everything? Because Facebook seems like they're changing their terms of service almost every week, and yet you're constantly innovating and coming out with new campaigns that are working.
0: Well, you know, I think it comes from being from that whole being broke (laughs) and having to figure it out. It's you know, it's amazing when you don't have a whole lot of money to spend, like what you have to do to actually figure out what works. And so I, I think we always come at Facebook, even though now that we have, the, you know, a big multi-million dollar company, we always come at Facebook with that whole what if we were broke, you know, bootstrapping sort of setup. And so what's interesting is Facebook has and you start to really realize this, Facebook has a habit of leaking out these fun little test things. And if you watch, you know, they have the Facebook blog that you can follow. And sometimes you have to sort of parse what they're actually talking about, but you can actually go over to the Facebook blog and you can sort of watch and they'll leak out these little test things. And pretty quickly, you can have something that nobody else on the planet has ever seen in the terms of an ad offering or, you know, some cool little trick that Facebook has pretty much told you about. And then it's, you go out and test it and, whether they keep it around or not, because people are utilizing it. If you watch closely, you can jump on and you will do something that nobody has ever seen before. So they respond to it. And what's so great is if you're constantly taking advantage of these things, and you know, Facebook says this is working, and, and for the people that are testing and it, it's working, and they keep it around and they put more you know engineering time into it. You happen to be there at the forefront of it. So that's happened to. I mean, like I can't tell you how many things we've done that facebook has gotten rid of you know they're like this is crap we're throwing it out but the ones that have stuck that's been what's a lot
1: of fun hey ben Ben, so this makes me think that so you're in an industry where you know there's not a lot of you know smart marketing guys out there i mean it's you know you're you've got uh, you know you've got this expertise now have you thought about sharing it in some fashion you know where you can monetize yourself in the industry with other chiropractors
0: it's really interesting that you mentioned that Uh, we are just now starting to go back you know we've been sort of really trying to establish ourselves as the cutting edge of things and that's you know that's been a lot of study that's been a lot of staff we're just now going back uh, to chiropractic and we actually started with dentists which is funny right Uh, when i first went back to say okay we're going to help local businesses we went back and we started helping dentists, and I'm just recently teaching other people how to do this, but that's the other thing. What's so funny is is I start looking at all the things I've ever done in chiropractic, all the things that we have done in e-commerce, you know, selling physical products with chiropractic, with dentistry, and it all pretty much comes down to if you're generating leads, it comes back to the same stuff. So, yeah, like we're just now starting to shift back, and I've, I actually put out a call a couple days ago. I said, we're going to come back and help chiropractors with this stuff, you know, if uh, you know me, let me know and we'll run some tests with you. And the response, like I have an inbox full of people that I went to school with and that, you know, that are actually saying, yes, we want to try this stuff. So I think that there's a huge opportunity for small businesses out there right now. You know, I think a lot of small businesses are doing Facebook, but they're not doing Facebook uh, by putting their best foot forward. Gotcha. So it's interesting.
2: Yeah. What, you were one of the first people. I mean, Facebook recently started allowing Facebook Messenger ads and within days of discovering it, uh, figure finding out that it was available, you already had a product out teaching it. So talk a little bit, share a little bit about that.
0: That's one of those fun things that like, uh, you know, we heard about, and I was like, really, this this bot thing, you know? And I think that scares everybody when they first hear it, this, like, what's this Facebook bot thing? That sounds way too technical, I don't think I even wanna mess with it. So I, you know, I, I saw the news come out, I saw the developer crowd got really into this, and I was like, I. I still don't really, and then I, I started testing it and playing with it. And I had probably been sitting around for about three months that we'd been doing stuff. And then, we were, and then we gave it a proper test. You know, we go from that kind of that crappy, putting our toe, you know, barely in the water to giving it proper testing. And what was so crazy is once we actually gave it some proper testing, uh, our results were through the roof. And I think it comes back to that whole thing that nobody had ever seen this before. And so it was something new, people were, excited about it. And what's so weird is, you know, I look, I pull out my phone and if you call me now, I'm probably not answering the phone. And you guys may be the same way, unless you know the person you're scheduled to talk. Right. But if I get a text, that's a very intimate sort of thing. And Facebook Messenger, somehow they slipped it in on us guys. Like Facebook Messenger is like this thing that's very intimate now. Like if somebody sends me a Facebook message, I very much am paying attention to it and what we started to realize is this this has sort of become the norm for a lot of people. So with these messenger ads that's what happened is we were you know sort of testing it here and there and then all of a sudden everybody it sort of became the norm for everybody to be very locked into what was going on with messenger. So with this messenger ad stuff that we decided to do we uh, it basically Facebook gave us a way to light, you know, a big fire, pour the gasoline on it. By giving us that reach and now coupled with a way to reach people in a way that's very intimate that they're not used to but it's very permission based marketing, which is great. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't want my inbox spam on Facebook, but if you do it correctly, they give you permission before and then, yeah, you can basically yeah. hit them in your inbox all the time.
1: Right. Right. Hey, you, you mentioned something earlier about how you, you seem to be you failed, you were failing and failing, and just wanted to get them out of the way. I have a saying. it said you should you know try to fail fast and fail cheap, right? Yeah. And so so that seems to be one of your kind of you know mantras here that you're you're talking about today. But for any of the other, whether they're chiropractors, entrepreneurs, or maybe other kinds of doctors, any have any other tips uh, for anyone today? That, some of the things that you've learned come the hard way and you know, that have, that have been your go-to uh, kind of thoughts um, and, and, and ideas for building a successful business?
0: Sure. I think all of us, you know, we, we look at Google and if we, when we advertise on Google or we're doing SEO, you know, trying to rank in the search engines, people are looking for us then. So, like, you don't have to try, you know, too much. People are, people are wanting to do business with you. But when you get into social networking, it's really funny. People don't want to hear about what you do most of the time if they're following like the doctor, right? So people actually want to follow chiropractors, they wanna follow dentists. dentist, they wanna see what that life is like. But what I started to realize you know, on our practice pages and even to this day with, our, with the business we have now is when we're on social, people are less concerned about what we're doing in our business that day. And they are, and this, I know this sounds terrible because everybody always complains about this, but they're more concerned with what we eat for lunch and where we eat for lunch. And things like that. And so, like, Kevin, like, I follow you, man. And, like, so I I know what you do. You know, I am always looking for ways to do business and to see, follow what you're doing. But, like, I really get into the things that, like, I see you do that I'm like, hey, I'm a normal person and I do that, too. And I love that yeah. place
1: That's cool. And, so,
0: and that's what's so cool is, like, what we started to figure out on social media is, is as a doctor, the most important thing I could do every day was go out somewhere public and eat and talk about the other business talk about this cool salad that they had and what was funny is we, we started noticing people would pour into our practice or, and want to do things with us because of those things oh and, wow yeah and it was so it became this real anti you know what most people say they hate about social media is they hate seeing what people are eating they hate you know the selfies you know and i i get that but the more of a window that I could give people into my personal life and what I was doing outside of my clinic, the more people that were filtering into my clinic and even with messenger ads, that's sort of the thing is people feel like they're actually talking to you, which
1: is cool. Yeah, no, that's great. Great tip. Thank you. Sure.
2: What are you here? What is your biggest challenge now?
0: (laughs) My biggest challenge now is focus. And I think that's all of us, right? Like, you look up and you're like, no matter if you're a doctor in a clinic, no matter if you are out there selling something online, if you're flying all over the country, you know, and you've got a product, there are so many opportunities these days to make money, you know, helping people. You know, whatever you're doing, there's so many ways that you can make money by helping people. And what I see a lot of people struggle with, and I think, you know, probably all of us here, no matter what level you happen to be at, we struggle with going deep on a project because they're so, it's so easy to be shallow with a lot of different projects. And so I would say the thing that sort of turned around, you know, what I've been doing in the last few years is I've really gone deep on a couple key things and focused on, okay, how can we grow this to something that's huge instead of, because it's super easy to make money with a lot of very shallow surface things. And I know anybody that's an entrepreneur that has had any success, it's funny, the more success you have, the more distraction comes calling, and it's really easy to chase some of that stuff. So that's definitely a struggle for me is focusing on key things. But everybody that I know out there that is building something that like I admire and that I really get into the you know the journey of it, and they seem to be you know doing well both financially and mentally. Which, good lord, that's the most important thing. Um, it's because they're going deep with stuff. And, and they really say, you know what, I, 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 my weekends, I will be distracted, and I'll play, and I'll do all kinds of fun stuff with this. But through the week, this is my baby, and that's what I'm going to keep digging on.
1: So, so uh, let me ask, is this along the same lines? that It's cost so much to get a customer today that the focus then should be on selling more products and getting more revenue out of the same customer. Is that kind of going deep? Is that Absolutely. part of that? Yeah.
0: Well, so like there's this thing that I, you know, that we always are talking about in my office. I'm like, you know, let's say you have, you know, that 1,000 true fans that everybody talks about. It was a great article that came out a few years ago about your 1,000 true fans. But for years with your 1,000 true fans, you've sold them a $20 record every time a record comes out. Let's say you're a fan. And so you're always selling this $20 record or this $15 record. And that's like your thing. And of course your 1,000 true fans or your 1,000 customers are going to buy that $20, $15 record. But what happens when all of a sudden, this, and this is what takes you know a decent business to, I think, an, an amazing business, when that same band says, you know what, what if when you bought the $20 record, we made it a $1,000 and you get a backstage pass for the next show, it's signed, we send you t-shirts, still things that you can make a huge amount on, but you know, you follow 80-20 type principles, and of those 1,000 true fans, like how many people are going to be like, holy crap, yes, I'm going to buy the $1,000 record uh, that has all this other stuff with it. So I think that's the thing is you're right. It's, you've got this same crew, and they are begging to do business with you because they have fallen head over heels in love with you and what you're doing, and they want to be more of a part of your life and more part of your company. And I think it's we all get frustrated sometimes. We're like – well, I've got a program that we're selling here that does this, but this dude over here has a program and he's making more money. Well, it's because you're not asking, you know, and that's the thing. I think, yes, you have to say, this is my crew. And instead of always looking for new people to bring into the fold, how can you serve your existing people? And yeah, that's going deeper. And right. I think that's the big, that's the big, if you can do that, something magical happens.
2: Super. Super. How big has Fearless Social grown now? How many in, in, in contra- <laughs> how many people are working for you? And how many other of these folks are you serving in some of your membership sites where you're teaching your strategies?
0: So it's weird. Uh, Fearless Social, when I first started, um, we were a company that was serving a ton of people but not making a lot of money. I mean, we were making great money compared to you know, a lot of things that I've done in the past, but we were serving a ton of people but not making a lot of money. And what I said was, I was like, you know what? I want to serve a much smaller audience, uh, grow my staff. So this is kind of weird, grow my staff, serve a much smaller audience, make more money. And so we made a conscious decision that we were going to go deeper and we were gonna build products that were, I, I guess, different than what you would see a lot of people out there doing. So we started charging a lot more, but that allowed us to hire more staff to build better products and to, for me to have more time to do these things. And it's funny. I, from year one of Fearless Social, uh, where we were probably serving you know anywhere from forty to fifty thousand people, and that's the kind of audience we would bring in to at least see the things we were doing. So now I probably spend my time on ten to twenty thousand people, uh, and the way that, but but the people that are actually buyers. Like when we do a sale, if I bring in you know three hundred new buyers at the cost that we have now. it's huge, and I, I'm serving 300 people instead of 10,000 people. And my staff has grown. I think we have about 10 people on board now, and I love that because we actually get to see each other and you know get to talk about projects and go deep with things. So we're about a 10-person crew, and uh, like I said, on average, every time we run a sale, we'll bring in you know 3 to 500 sales. But it's more of your higher-ticket type stuff. So it's weird. It's I, I don't feel like I know we're reaching new people. But our focus on who we're actually serving has actually gotten more narrow. Yeah. I think that's a good thing.
1: Hey, Ben, have you gotten involved in like ingestibles that have continuity and things like that? Or do you, do you focus more on just the service side of your business?
0: We have done mostly, um, you know, we do some service stuff for sure. Uh, but we've done a big part of our income over the last little bit has been software and uh, digital info. Okay. Uh but I do, I, you know, one of the things, and this is where I'm trying not to get distracted, but I'm very fascinated by, just because of my background, I guess, the ingestible type stuff, the supplements, uh, it's a very interesting market, especially right now, especially with Facebook, too. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, great. Great.
2: How do you deal with the constant change in terms of how do you stay on top of it all? How do you manage it all? Because you could have a campaign, for example, for a dentist or a chiropractor that works great one week and the next week Facebook bans you.
0: That's a great question. I think a lot of people run into this. Uh, number one, you gotta follow some very uh, some basic rules. And one of my things is, is if it looks, if I look at something we create and feel like we are pushing a line, uh, we make sure we test it in a very contained way. Okay, so one of my things is, is when you run real direct response and you know, watching you know, infomercials, things like that, when you run real direct response type stuff, there's a couple key things that happen. Number one, pretty darn quickly, you're like, this is a winner or this is going to be a winner soon. Or you're like, this one's getting its butt kicked and we need to tweak something, just something small. A lot of times when we do that, the tweaking of something small yields the kind of information that we know, okay, this is a temporary fix or this is a long-term fix. What's so funny is I hear people all the time talking about their ads, you know, ran for a week and then they died. We had ads that have run for two years. And I think it's because the kinds of ads that we run and the targeting, I think the targeting is the key here, is very specifically talking to one type of person. So... What I tend to stray away from is the things that get the big boom of attention really fast. Uh, I tend to go more towards the things that two years down the road, it's gonna still, still work the same way. But you know, for those of you that uh, have been doing Facebook a while, you know, sometimes you just, they just disapprove things. With Facebook, it's very good to run a lot of ads so that you can have someone that you can always talk to, your ad rep, and say, hey, what happened here? And what you find is a lot of the times, the reason you had an ad go bad, it has more to do with an ad that you ran two weeks ago that got disapproved, than it does the actual ad that you're running now. So I think it's really good when you're running with Facebook and you and you start really expanding, it's a good idea to have your rep on board, your rep, can tell you, you know what? The algorithm just screwed up and flagged you. And I can't tell you how many times I've had an ad get cut down or an ad account get cut down temporarily just because there was an algorithm error. So, yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah. You know what I love? You know, it's here we are. You know, you're in a town. You know that. You know, we talked about popular blog. Seven, I think it's seventeen thousand people, but you yeah. get forty to fifty thousand followers. So, I mean, only with today's world of digital, can somebody like yourself start out. Is a new entrepreneur out in the marketplace. Build a business that's three times the size of the city that you live in in terms of the followers, right? And and even now with your focus still tens of thousands, it's just an amazing story. And I and I think uh, it's great to have you with us today, sharing some of your your tips and techniques because uh, it's you know the entrepreneurial side of that success is truly amazing.
0: Well, I, I appreciate. It. Yeah, like you know, what would what would I have done uh, five, ten years ago had this not been in place? And I think that's the thing. And, and you know, if you look at it from a local economy type perspective. When I run a business now, that is not only pulling from the local economy, but we can bring dollars into the local economy. To me, that's what America, you know, North America is all about. But like, it, what's so great now is. You know, we're pulling in international dollars and people that I know are pulling dollars from the United States back to their country. And I, I think the, the exchange that we have now is something that is so powerful. I think we've only scratched the surface of it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, you know, this is the thing. A lot of people, I, when I speak at different events, people don't realize that when somebody like you is getting those customers you're taking them away from somebody else. Okay. So, so that, cause they're like, well, do I really need to do Facebook or any of this digital stuff? And I'm like, if you don't, your competitors are, and you're going to lose your customers. So that's, that's ultimately what it boils down to. That's why new entrepreneurs or startup entrepreneurs can come into the market and build a huge business because they grab the, the, the customers from somebody else. And, that's that's the beauty of 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 this new opportunity for for everyone out there. So, uh, yeah, it's I,
0: I, I absolutely agree. I think the key is is you know half the time people are already looking for you. You just need to use Facebook, use the targeting that uh, they put in front of you to get in front of them, and like that's that's ninety percent of the battle right there. Totally yeah. agree.
2: Ben, yeah. We <laughs> greatly appreciate you joining us and sharing your expertise for our viewers and listeners who are resonating with what you're saying and want to learn more. Where is the best place for them to go?
0: The best place uh, I would say right now is our AdLab blog. So if you go to adlabblog.com, it's uh, basically very Facebook focused, very focused on helping small businesses uh, leverage Facebook. Because I think a lot of people out there be like, I feel so behind. I have no idea how to use this stuff. And it just, it's scary. And on that blog, that's, we're very focused on, hey, I'm a small business owner that's never done this before. How do I go in and actually do it? And that's, uh, it's been a great resource for a lot of the local businesses that we work with.
2: All right, Dr. Ben Atkins from the Social. Follow, check him out at adlabblog.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
0: Thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure. Good to see you, Ben.
2: Take care, buddy. Good luck. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world. And I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the 500 challengecom That's the 500 challengecom to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a
1: part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.